Are you an attorney that wants to help seniors have peace of mind and not go broke paying for the care that they need? But you also want to make better money than you're making right now. This is Elder Law in a Box. You'll become proficient helpers of the aging. Now your host, certified elder law attorney and past president of the National Elder Law Foundation. This is Elder Law in a Box, and this is Todd Watley. All right, welcome back. This is a continuation of the previous episode, episode um, eight, part one, where we introduced the, the issue of gifting, talked about what it is and got into the penalty period about what it is. But today I want to, to talk specifically one issue that is constantly misunderstood and attorneys that even with years of experience will mess up a case because they don't properly start the penalty period. And again, if you don't know what the penalty period is, go back to episode eight, part one, and I'll talk about that there. So let's jump into this. So When exactly does the penalty period start? The penalty that Medicaid does not pay for your care because you have made gifts during the previous five years. It's a little tricky. And just to give you some context to say, well, that just kind of makes sense. Well, it used to be different back before the um, Deficit Reduction Act of 05, which was passed in February of 06, the penalty would start when the gift was made. So you can make a gift today of $20,000 and with a $5,000 a month penalty divisor, four months from now, the penalty was over with. And people would make gifts and think, oh my goodness, this is a problem because back then it was a 36 month look back and they would think they would be disqualified for 36 months. Well, Typically not, unless it was a huge gift. You just run the penalty from the from the date that the gift was made. That is not the case anymore. DRA changed that because I practiced uh, about six or s- seven years before 06, and we took advantage of that. To put it nicely, we would use that and help people get qualified quickly because of that rule. Well, DRA 05 changed that so that the penalty period is much more stiff and it's more difficult to start. And you have to understand that to proficiently represent your clients. Okay. So the penalty starts when the applicant is determined to be one otherwise eligible. Okay. Meaning that they have to qualify for Medicaid, which means they are financially eligible for a single person. They have to be under your the maximum for your state. In most states, that is $2,000. Some states, it's $14,000. But whatever your state numbers are, you have to be under that amount in order to be financially eligible. You also have to be medically eligible, which means typically you're either in a nursing home or you're getting a nursing home level of care. And this can all be found 42 USC 1396 PCD. Okay, 42 USC 1396 PCD is where all of these rules are, but I'm hopefully you know, simplifying it a little bit for you. So you typically, I tell my clients, it works really well if you're in a nursing home, you're, you're 
automatically presumed to be at a facility level of care. So in a nursing home is a great place for us to start the penalty. You don't have to be there permanently, but if you're just there, then that fulfills the second prong of our requirement to start this penalty. And the third requirement is you then have to apply for Medicaid. All right. So otherwise eligible financially in a facility or medically qualified. And then number three, you apply for Medicaid. Okay. So just to go through that in more detail, please understand financially eligible means that you have done everything that you need to do. Like for a married person, you have to be under the CSRA plus the individual resource amount or that $2,000. You've got to be financially eligible for Medicaid before this penalty will start. If you're in an income cap state and you need a Miller Trust, you must have the Miller Trust in place and going because that is part of your otherwise qualified requirement. If you don't know what a Miller Trust is, there is a podcast on that and I go through that in detail. So technically, and I, I don't like to start a penalty unless someone is in a nursing home, but you technically can because the rules say 42 USC 1396P basically defines a an institutional level of care, all right? And that is definitely nursing home, but services equivalent to a nursing home if you're getting it in some other setting like assisted living or even at home, but you're going to have to prove to the state that you are getting this level of care for them to say that you are now medically eligible. Okay. So, um, the key thing there is receiving a institutional level of care. And another way that the, the rules, sometimes your policy may say is they, they would otherwise be receiving nursing home care, um, but for what they are getting right now, and that they would continue to get care paid for by the state, except you're under this penalty period. All right, so getting it started, you must file an application. So that's a way for you to let the state know that they are financially qualified, medically qualified, and they start the process. And so they will go through the entire application process just to then come back and say, okay, you're there, except we're not paying for the nursing home because you we are now implementing a penalty period. And I work in two different states. I'm license in two states, and they treat this totally differently at this point. Once we prove that they are financially and medically qualified, they one state says, okay, you are um, on Medicaid, and once this penalty that we've calculated is done, we will then start paying for your nursing home, and there's really nothing else for you to do. The other state I work in says, okay, um, you were qualified, but we are technically disqualifying you from Medicaid. You are coming off of Medicaid because we're not going to pay for your care. So therefore you're not on Medicaid, but in so many months apply again and we'll have 
proof of all of this and will then put you on Medicaid. So the result is basically the same, except in the state that you're on Medicaid during the penalty period, you can get some other services from Medicaid, such as doctor's bills, um, some help with your drugs, medications, things like that. But the big reason people go on Medicaid is to get them to pay for the nursing home. And under a penalty period, they do not pay for the nursing home. Okay. So let's go back to our previous example of Joe. So Joe um, gifted $20,000 to his grandson January 1st, 2019. He then entered a nursing home two years later. So we're definitely within the look back period. We're at two years. On January 10th, okay, while he is in the nursing home, Joe still has $50,000 in his checking account, okay? And just a preview of what we will eventually talk about, I would have argued that the $20,000 may not have a penalty imposed on it because of that for the purpose of qualifying for Medicaid. So one of our arguments later on, just a quick side note, you can argue not for the purpose of qualifying is they did not give away all of their money. So if he was given away $20,000 for the sole purpose of qualifying for Medicaid, why did he keep $50,000? So that's, that's a pretty good argument. I've not had it work successfully a lot, but it's at least an argument. All right. So back to Joe, he gave away 20 two years ago. He still has $50,000. He, he lives in a state where the penalty divisor is $5,000. Can he get the penalty started? He's in a nursing home. He's medically there. But is he qualified financially? And the answer is no, because he still has $50,000 in his account. So he is not financially qualified. So what do you do? You give away the other 50 so additional gifts will be added to previous gifts. Again, like I mentioned last time in episode eight, part one, all gifts pretty much will be presumed to be for the purpose of qualifying for Medicaid and therefore will impose a penalty. And generally, that's not a problem because I will teach you how to take to make previous gifts kind of disappear using their current money. All right. So you don't have to worry about the, the family pitching in money. As long as they did not give away all of their money, hopefully they still have as much money in their account as they have given away. We can make that work out with their money, okay? That's a planning tool that I'll discuss later. So if Joe makes a second gift of $50,000 on January 15th, then he can submit the application because now he is broke, okay? The 50 and the 20 will be added together, and um, that will go through. the. So now we have $70,000 that will be penalized because of the gifts during the previous 60 months. So 70000 divided by their penalty divisor of five means a 14-month penalty. It's just pure math. Another thing that changed with DRA 05 was the fact that Used to, we could round down. So if if we did the math, 70 divided by 5 is it even 14. But if we did 71,000 divided by 5,000, that would be 14 point something. Well, used to, under the old rules, we could round down, which was a really cool thing we could do. 
to help get people qualified sooner. But DRA said, nope, no more rounding down. You have to take the point whatever, figure out how many days in a month that is. And so you you will be disqualified 14 months and three days. All right. So just keep that in account as you're going through that. Okay. Real quick recap. So if you sell property valued at half a million dollars for $250,000, so it's a, a you know, sweetheart deal to your family members and you sell it for half price, well, you've sold it, right? There's no gift. No, there is a gift. So the difference between the fair market value and what you got for it is a gift. So think about that when you're working with clients, they'll say typically what I see is granddad sells his car to grandson, granddaughter, and for a very good price. Okay, well, in their mind, they think, well, that's not a gift. I sold it. Well, it's a gift for the difference between those two. Okay. Remember, Put this in your mind, keep it there because this this will escape you. And if you don't do this correctly, you can commit malpractice very quickly. Is starting the penalty requires three things otherwise qualified in a nursing home and apply for Medicaid. Okay. And the in the nursing home is the medical qualification, not so much in a nursing home, but my general rule is it works really well if you're in a nursing home when this happens, okay? So tell them if you're in the nursing home, that's when we do the gifts and we can start this penalty, all right? So that's the penalty calculation. Come back next time and I think we will finish up gifting, okay? You've been listening to Elder Law in a Box, helping you help seniors have peace of mind and not go broke paying for the care that they need. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. But it doesn't stop here. If you want to learn more about letting Todd be your elder law coach, find him at www.elderlawinabox.com and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Elder Law in a Box. Thanks for listening. Until next time.